Okay, good evening, everyone. Today's daf is Yuma Daf Yudzayin. We are on Yudzayin Amid Aleph, two lines from the top, Rav Adabrida of Yitzhak Amar. So, although the, the daf looks pretty small, it is small words, but we need these pictures in order to understand. And to be honest, it's not complicated at all. It's very simple, but uh, just the, the language of the Gemara could get one confused. Okay. So introducing this topic is really just a continuation of yesterday. So yesterday, or correctly on Daft Tesvav the Gemara brought a stira, a contradiction between where the Lishkas Hatalaim was. That meaning we had one Mishnah in Tamid that sounded like it was on the northwest corner. That's where the chamber of the sheep would be. Now, what are we talking about? So we're talking about the base Hamaiki. The base Hamaiki was this area which had a room for four rooms. It was the fire area. You could call it the place where the Kahana went to chill out, the coffee room, the, the break. Uh, it wasn't, didn't have the same Kedusha as the, as the Azara. And if they were cold, it would warm them up. They didn't wear socks and shoes. So it would be a place for them to, to warm up. Okay, now in the base Hamaikid, we, 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 we assume there were four different lishkais, four different places, four different chambers. And one of those was the lishkas hatalam, where they kept all the sheep for the daily tamid offerings. So the Mishnah and tamid made it sound like, or actually said, that the, the northwest corner was where the lishkas hatalam was. Yet in the Mishnah and Midais, said it was in the southwest corner. So the Gemara said, first Teretz was that it was two different Tanaim, simple Machlekes, one Tana and Tamil, one Tana and Mitois, and now we have another Teretz. Rav Adar Breder of Yitzhak, Amahai Lishka Aktsuye Mekatsya. This Lishka, the Lishka's Hatalaim, was not in an extreme corner. Now we assumed it was, you know, like, you know, your uh, infield, there were four bases on the, on the four extreme corners, not true. This lishka of the base hatalam, you can already sneak at the pictures, you'll see that it wasn't in a specific, it wasn't in the extreme corner. It was, you know, um, it was on the side of the wall, but it wasn't in the corner. And therefore, depending on your angle, you would view it as if it's in the opposite corner. How does this make any sense? So let's see. The Asi meets Tzafoin. If someone walked in from the Tzafoin, you walked in from the northern entrance into the base Hamaikid, into the fire uh, chamber where the Kahanim used to hang out, and you were looking at the Lishkas Hatalaim, Mishazla, it will look as if it was on the opposite side. Because when you walk into the room, it's, it's going, it, you're facing the Lishkas Hatalaim, you're facing south, and it looks like in the south corner. So you it will Mishazla Bedarim. I looked in the south, now it's the west wall, so you said southwest. What if you came from the south? If you came from the south, it looks as if it's in the north, right? The northern corner. Because you already have something on top of that. There's nothing on top of it. Yeah, there is the... That box. We don't know yet. Okay, you, you know too much. But, okay. but let's assume we don't, there's no box there. The Gemara's going to get into that. The Gemara said there's four corners. Right. But either way, that looks like the. You're gonna, at least you're gonna identify it as. Right, but you're gonna call it the southern western corner. It's not the extreme corner, but it's not directly in the north. So where you're coming from, you know, it's not right next to you. It's gonna be in the opposite side. Okay. So if you come from the north, mischazile badarim, vasimidarim, mischazile bad fine. And that's, what, that's how you reconcile these two different opinions. There's no machlaikes. It's just coming from two different vantage points. And that is why they describe it as such. 
Okay, now here's the... Where are those, uh, in reference to this picture, where are we talking about... The Beis HaMoikid, I have no clue. These, these Lishkavas, are they up here? Yeah, or I don't know. Well, here? I'm not sure. If you look at the... If the Gemaras have other pictures which have more details, you look at the bigger picture. But that, that's not even trying to show you where the Beis HaMoikid was. If you can look afterwards, you'll see some of the Gemaras have extensive pictures, you'll find the Beis HaMoikid. Okay, if you look, it's right here. That's, um, look, at, look at the... the picture right Okay, let's continue. Now, now that we said this turret, we know it's not flush against the corner. It's against one wall, but it's not on the corner. The Gemara is going to ask, or the Gemara is going to try to figure out which corner was it closer to. Was it closer to the northern corner, meaning the northwest uh, corner, or was it closer to the southwest corner? We know it's on the western wall. Question is, which, clo- which, which corner was it closer to? So comes the Gemara, the Gemara says, Mistavra, and it makes sense to the Maravis, to the Maravis, to Havoy, that it was closer to the southwest corner. Now, how do I know that? So we're going to see. Mimai, midiramina lechem aponim, alechem aponim. That if you, were, if, if you were following the details of yesterday's daf, when the Mishnayas, when the Gemara brought the contradiction between the Mishnayas, not only was there a contradiction between the Lishkas Hatalaim, where the sheep were, there was also a contradiction between where the Lechem Aponim were. And we didn't even touch upon that. So the Gemara is going to say, from the fact that there is a stira, there is a contradiction between where the Lechem Aponim were, and we're going, and the answer to that question is going to tell us, depends which angle you're coming from. So let's just do the math outside before we get to the 15 lines, 10 lines of Gemara. So I know that the lechem aponim were going to be the last chamber before going, meaning making a circle going back to the talam, going back to the sheep's chamber. Now, in order to reconcile the two, we're going to assume that they both agreed that the lechem aponim were in a specific corner. And the question is, where do you do the math? Where, where do you, how do you start counting? You start counting from the right, start counting from the left. But in order to reconcile the, the contradiction in the Mishnayis, it must be that the Lechem HaPanim are also, we agree which corner they are in. And based on how the Mishnah is stated, we're going to realize where the Lishkas HaTalam was. Now, we know it's on the western wall, we're not sure if it's on the northwest or the southwest. Based on the Lechem HaPanim chamber, we're going to now know where exactly the Lishkas HaTalam was. Let's see the Gemara, and I will do my best. So, we have a stero, we have a contradiction between the Mishnah and Tamid and the Mishnah in, in Midas. So, let's talk about the Mishnah and Tamid. The Mishnah and Tamid starts counting the four chambers that were in the base Hamoikid. And it begins with the sheep one, right? And that was in the northwest. Then it counts the next few and it finishes, it concludes with the Lishka of the Lechem Apanim. So, at this point, we assume we're talking about someone who. Is is, uh, is is walking, and he's always going to the right. And if you look at your chart, the Tzir Gimel chart, so someone's going to the right, and therefore we're assuming if Talaim is is the when, when you walk in, let's say you walked in, and now you're facing the Lishkas Talaim, which is in the upper right corner. So just following Tzir Gimel, you go to your right. I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry, you're, you're you're walking around it. And you go to the right, you go to the chesamos. Then you go to the moikid, and then you finally finish off with the lechem aponim. So the lechem aponim would be 
at the. You're coming in on the Durham, or? So you're walking, you're walking around it. You're facing the, the Lishkas Atalayim. You're facing it, meaning you're, you're outside. You're on the, per, on the perimeter, okay? And you're walking all the way around. And now you finally hit the Lechem Apanim. So that seems like the Lechem Apanim is in. Look at the picture where the, uh, they, they made it bold. The Lechem Apanim is the northeast corner. And that is the sheet of, that, that's how you would understand the Mishnah in Tamad. Again, the Mishnah in Tamad did not tell me where the base Lechem Apanim was. They just told me where the Lishkas Atlam was. Then it said, oh, and there's three more. So we assumed you're going from, we're going to call it, count, you're, you're going counterclockwise on the map, and you're going from Tlam, Chaisamais, Maikade, then Lechem Apanim. So far, so good. Yet, the Mishnah in Midais, which is the left side of Tsiur Gimo, the left side of that picture, it clearly said, the Mishnah clearly said, the Lechem Apanim was in the south, was in the southeast corner. So you have a stira in, in, in the south, in, in between Tamir and Midais, where the Lechem Apanim was. Now, and the answer is, Everyone agrees that the Lechem Apanim was in the south, was in the southeast corner, as the Mishnah and Midais said. However, one was counting it, one was going clockwise, one was going counterclockwise. On our, on our box, if you're in 3D, it means one's going right, and one is going left. And let's see what that means. So you him a bit. If you tell me that the tlaim, the, the chamber of the sheep, look at Siralf, was in the southwest, and that was the most southwest box. So then, then it makes sense how you're going to answer the lechem aponim on the lechem aponim. Why is that? Because the manda Omar that says, meaning the Mishnah in Tamid, which starts counting from the Lishka Tatlam, then from the Lishka Tatlam, you're walking left. That was the Gemara's answer. You're walking left. What do you bump into? The Chesamis. Follow the arrows in Sir Aleph on the, on the right side of it, where it says Mishnah in Tamid. So you're, you're walking left. You hit the Chesamis. So far, so good. Now you keep walking. You make another left. Meaning it's really a right, but imagine you're facing the wall the entire time, like uh, what's what's that game called, um, Pac-Man. So now you uh, now you make a, another left, or you just keep following left. To your left, you go to the base on Mikeade, another another the smaller fire, and then eventually the last one is Lechem Aponim. So that's perfect. If the Tulaim was in the southwest corner, however, if you're telling me the the base at Tlum was in the northwest corner. Look at Sear Bays, and the Tlum is in the top right side. So when you and we said it's Mahalach Lismailai, you're going left. So if you're going left, so just do the math. You're going Tlum, Chesamay, Smaikid, and Lechem Aponim. Lechem Aponim is the final one of the count, right? So, oh yeah, it's funny. I was having so excited. My Teruts to Lechem Aponim has an answer because with the Mishnah Mina said the Lechem Aponim is in the bottom left corner of the box. And now, if you're doing the math, you're counting left, you're going left, clockwise, and if you start the Tlaim on the, on the right, top right corner, Lechem Pana ends up being on the top left corner, which is definitely contradicting the Mishnah Midas. So, in English, very simple. We know that when we start, that the, um, that the Mishnah Midas said, the Lechem Aponim 
was in the southeast corner. That's clear, simple. The Mishnah in Tamid didn't tell us where it was. So we had to figure it out. How are we going to figure it out? Well, the Mishnah described one of them, and then it told me, here's one, two, three, four. So the normal way to count is either going clockwise or counterclockwise, and you're counting the boxes. Either way you do the math, if the, the, the Lechem HaPanam are going to be the, the one closest finishing that circle, going closest to the base HaTlam, the Lishka HaTlam of the sheep. Now, I have two goals here. I need the Lechem HaPanim to be on the south, on the, uh, on, on the southeast corner, because that's the Mishnah Amid I said, right? And the base atlum, I have to, I'm not sure which side is it on. I know it's on the west side. I don't know if it's in the, the northwest or the southwest. But, be, but now that I know that the Lechem HaPanim were the last one before making that finish, the, finishing the loop, that means the, the next one is going back to base atlum. And Lechem HaPanim was in the, was in the north, uh, sorry, the southeast corner. So the next one must be the base atlum. So it's a riot from there, Shema Mina, that the base atlum, even though it wasn't flush in the south, uh, in the southwest corner, but it was in the southern part of the western wall. Okay, good. Basically, okay, we tried. It's not complicated. It's just the words and the and the math going left, right. But basically, you're walking around the perimeter. Are you face? Are you going right to the left? Either way, the lechem apanim were the closest going back to the base atlam. Lechem apanim had to be in the bottom left corner, so it makes sense. The base atlam was the lishkas atlam was in the top left corner, at least closer to the top left corner of the box. Okay, sounds great. So the gemara says one problem. You're telling me that this person would go left? What's going on here? We learned. We actually just said this previously. Everywhere you turn, you should always go right, which means la mizrach. So how could we have answered that one mission is you going left, one mission is you going right? So the Gemara says, When you're doing the avayda, of course you have to go right. We're not talking about where the kayin should go. We're just saying, we're counting. You're identifying blueprints for how to build something, and you, can't, you listed off a bunch of rooms, we assume that you could go either way, left, right. It's not, it's not, it's not like a, a, a void thing. You have to count right. It's talking about the that's when uh, but it's just we're doing the mathematics, architecture work, and therefore it doesn't make a difference if you start counting from the right or counting from the left. Okay, that is the complicated part of the daf. The rest of the daf should be fairly simple. Okay, so the Mishnah told us earlier that the Kain Gadol, the seven days before Yom Kippur, he would practice and do a lot of the Avaitas. We had a question from Rabbi Akiva, who said that he's Tame because he has the Efer Mechata sprinkle in him. And then the Mishnah concluded the rest of the year, not the week before Yom Kippur, anytime the Kain Gadol wanted, he could do the Avaita. Anytime he wanted, he could take some food. So the Gemara said, the Mishnah says, He has the right to, to go first. How would the Kain Gadol actively do the Avoida first? So Aymer, he would say, that I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring this Mincha. How would he take a portion first? Aymer, he would say, I would eat this I'm going to eat parts of those, the Ashem. So let's say on Shu is coming up, they brought the two Chalas, the Shteha Lechem. So he's only able to take one challah. 
Interesting. You can't take both. You can only take one. What about on every Shabbos? Every Shabbos there were Yudbe's chalos. There were 12 chalos from the Lechem upon him. So then, again, he can't take all of them. And we're going to see that he, there's an equation here. Maybe he could take half. So the, the, Mishnah, the Gemara says, Arba Echamesh. You can only take four or five Mimaisa Lechem upon him, from the Maisa Lechem upon him. And we know there were 12 uh, loaves. So how is half? Four or five. It's definitely not four. It's definitely not five. It's six, right? So we're going to see in a moment. Rabbi Aimer Rabbi says, Chamesh, you always take five. Shenemar, as the Pasik says, The Pasik says, By the Lechem upon him, it should be for Aaron and his sons. And what does that mean? How could it both be for Aaron and for his sons? So half go to the Aaron, Aaron, which means the kind Gadol, and half for the 12 loaves go to his children meaning to the regular standard kahanim. The Gemara is going to ask, doesn't make any sense. I thought we had 12 lechem uh, upon him. We'll see that in a moment. But the Gemara says, hold on a second. Hokufa kasha. The price itself doesn't make any sense. Amrit, originally you said, on Shavuos, how many chalas could he take? One out of two. So what does that mean, Mr. Mathematician? Half, right? Mani, who does that sound like? Rebbe. To Amar Rebbe said, Pal Gashakal, very simple formula. The Kain Gadda could always take up to half. Ema Mitsiyasa, the next case, it says, Arboi Chomish, Yemais Lechem upon him. That doesn't sound like half to me. Four or five. I saw the Rabbanan. The Ami Loi Shakal Pakla, that sounds like the Rabbanan holds. He can't take half. He cannot take 50%. Yet, Ema Sefer, the end of the Mishnah, Bryce has said, Rebbe, Armi Lo'olam Chamesh. So, Reish of Sefer, Rebbe, Mitzias, Rabbanon, the beginning and the, and the end of the Bryce says, Rebbe, and the middle case is going halachically like the Rabbanon. It doesn't make any sense. Amr Abaya, Reisha, Vimitsiyas, Rabbanon. The Reisha, the first case of the Shtehalechem, and the middle case of the Lechem Aponim, is the Shita of the Rabbanon who hold. They can, he cannot take half. So, really, he should be taking the same way he takes four or five of the lechem upon him and not six. Six is half of 12. He should also take 90% of one challah of the shteh lechem and leave the other 10% for someone else. However, by the shteh lechem, there's a reason why not to do it, which we could guess. That doesn't make sense. What the kain gadol is going to take uh, 90% of the challah. We know when you have a broken piece of bread, what's that called? Pesach, Pesach, Lechem Aini, right? Lechem Aini, we do yachatz. So Lechem Aini is a poor man's bread. You don't break, it's matzah, but you don't break the bread for the kind God. And therefore it makes sense, give him the entire loaf. Yeah, this is no chashab, it's a that there's chashivas to a, uh, a shalim, to a complete bread. But really, he should be taking less than half. But over here, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no less than half unless they start cutting it up. So it makes sense. Give the kain gadol the entire loaf, and that's half of two. Okay. So therefore, we answer the first question that the, that the first two cases are indeed the opinion of the rabbanan. Now, umay arba echamish. Where do you have four or five? So there's a sugya in Masechta Sukkah, which which deals with. The twelve, you know, the shtei mesrei chalos alechem upon him, and what happened was every week there would be a new mishmar. There would be a new family that would come, well, a new extended family would come serve in the Beis Hamikdash, and they would basically be leaving a- after Shabbos, and the new people had already had arrived already before Shabbos because they have to start that void that night already. So you always had overlapping families every single Shabbos. It's called the mishmar haniknas and the mishmar hayotze. And the question is, how do you divide these 12 loaves of bread? 
to give six each? Or is there some reason to give the one that just came in, give them an extra two? So that's the machlaikas in sukkah. The rabbanon de'ami, the rabbanon that say mesachta sukkah, that nichnas noitel sheish v'yaitzen noitel sheish, each one takes six bread. Six, six breads each. Meaning there's no extra money given for the which means the, the Mishmah that came in, they're going to close the door, shut the doors and lock up the Beis Hamikdash that night. So they're doing the work for the first shift. Meaning when you open the doors in the Beis Hamikdash, it's your responsibility to close them that night. Yet on Shabbos, the Mishmar HaYaitse is not going to close the doors much of Shabbos. The new shift is going to go in. So maybe there was some type of uh, you know, uh, tip or something to give them an extra two chalos. Thank you for doing our work for us. Now they got previous week because they did the work for the previous Mishmar. So as my is, do they get an extra two chalos? Is it 6-6 six, six or is it 7-5? Rabbanon, oh no, it's 6-6. Six, six. And therefore, Mishtim Esrei Boi Miflag, you split 12, 6 each. Now the Kohen Gadol cannot take half, therefore he has 5. But Sirchada Mipalga, Chamei Shako. You take 5. So that is the Shita of the Chachamim. Now the Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda holds in the Sechta Sukkah. The Mishma that comes in takes 7 Chalos, Shtayim Bishar Hagafas, plus is 2 additional Chalos, meaning you split in half, but they need to get 2 additional ones. That's what the 7 and 5 split. The two additional ones for closing the doors at night. So those that are leaving only take five. So therefore, how many are considered being split? Only ten, because two already are, are outside the number. So you take one less than half, and now you have four. That all fits with the Shita Chum of our Gemara, which said that the Kayangola can never take more than half. It makes sense how you split between four and five. If I go with the sheet that holds it's 12 chalos being split 6-6, six, six, and less than half is 5. If we hold that it's 7-5 split, so less than half, because it's only 5 and 5 that are really being split, is 4. Okay, the Gemara is like this. Rava Amar Kula Rebihi. This brisa, the whole brisa is really Rebbe. Vishavala Karebi Yehuda. Rebbe who holds that you always take half. He holds like Rebbe Yehuda in Sukkah, that it's a seven and five split. And therefore, that's why Rebbe said, La'olam, you always take five. So the Gemara says, if that's Rebbe Shita, La'olam, you always take five. Elamai Arba. So how did the brisa just say four? Hachamish boy la you should be taking Five, which is half of ten. So the Gemara says, Let's it be a Mishmar that was left in Yerushalayim, meaning they, they, it wasn't their time to, to, to do that Vaida. So, and all Yam Taivim, on the Shalish Regalim, all the Mishmaris would go to Yerushalayim. And let's say you had a. Um, You had a Mishmar that came, let's say Yantav was Monday. Shavuos is Monday, right? Sunday night, Shavuos. They knew they had to be in Yerushalayim for Yantiv. They came before Shabbos. They came for an extended, uh, extended stay. So now they're hanging out in the Beis HaMikdash, but they're not really entitled to, to Lechem. So the halacha is that they would actually give, you actually put away bread for them. For a Mishmar that's Misakev, they also get two chalas. The Mishmar that's actually there doesn't get any for the Mishmar. No, they still get. No, they still get. They get. took it all. No, they get half. Oh, you're saying who does he take from? I don't know. So he but doesn't take from Mesaki. So no, he takes from half and half. We'll split it. But he's saying they give him one. No, exactly. He wouldn't take from Mesaki. He would take from the other people. 
Okay, so when you have a Mishmarmas Akev, so now you're down to eight in the pool, in the pot, basically, and if Kangal takes half, he's only taking four. That's the Arba. Hadalaka Mishmarmas Akev, so now you have ten that are up for grabs, and therefore you have five and five. So the Gemara asks the very, uh, the Gemara says, Yikam Mishmarmas Akev, the Gemara explains, Yikam Mishmarmas Akev, so Mishmarmas Akev, so Mishmarmas Akev, I give eight to split, for Shakal Arba, the Kangal could take four. You're splitting ten, so the shakel chamesh, the kaingal could take five, which is half of ten. Sigmar says, "Well, very nice, but if you're telling me the entire brisa is rebbe, is rebbe, then how could rebbe have said la'olam chamesh? Always take five. It just doesn't fit. If it's true that rebbe agrees that sometimes the kaingal could only take four, my rebbe oimer la'olam chamesh. How could rebbe say la'olam chamesh? This doesn't make any sense. Sigmar says, Kasha, it is indeed an outstanding kasha." It's very difficult to say that the entire Brisa is the sheet of Rebbe. And the Brisa said he could do four, he could do five. And Rebbe said, L'Oilam Chamesh Shoyach.